Hi, welcome to Mystic Revival. My name is Loretta Davison. I created this podcast to manifest a space for compassionate souls like you and me to dive deeper. In this podcast, we'll tackle hard to have conversations and we'll have fun too. I'm so glad you're here. If you guys have someone in mind that you think would benefit from this episode, please feel free to share it. Um, It also gives me a better idea of what episodes you guys are enjoying when I see uh, which ones are being shared more. So that gives me a better direction on what content you guys are loving. Hey guys, welcome back to Mystic Revival. This is Loretta, your host. How are we doing? Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for joining me for episode four. And today I have an amazing episode for you centered around connecting to our souls. Now, connecting to our souls sounds like it should be pretty easy, right? There are souls. However, if you really think about it, we mostly belong to our souls, not the other way around. So connecting with our souls is of the utmost importance, and it is truly the key to unlocking our greatest potential. I think most of us confuse connecting with our souls with connecting more with our minds. We connect with our minds every day. That's how we make most of our decisions. They're how we internalize. But our minds are more so connected to the realm of ego. And that is something that we always have to actively work on, trying to not mute our ego, but understand our ego. A huge part of self-awareness is being able to reflect on not only your positive attributes, but also your negative. Our egos are sensitive. Our egos are defensive. They're a lot like Kylo Ren. And I'm sorry I had to make a Star Wars reference, but you are listening to my podcast. (laughs) But if you know who Kylo Ren is, you know the archetype that I'm talking about. So it's very difficult to make a sound decision when your ego is involved. So a key to unlocking a better understanding of how you truly feel is to be more connected with your soul. But our souls are different. Our souls don't take very much thought. They just are. When we're connecting more with our soul, we're connecting more with our highest self. We're connecting more with the version of us that has lived however many lifetimes. Those experiences that we've had in those past lifetimes are reflected in our souls in some way, shape, or form. So they're bigger than we are in this life. And if you think about it that way, why wouldn't you want to connect with your soul, right? There's so much knowledge that you can unlock when you connect more with your soul. You become the best version of yourself. Now, not to say that connecting with our minds isn't extremely important because it is. As an advocate for mental health and mental awareness, having a good relationship with your mind is extremely important. However, so is having a concrete relationship with your soul. Having that relationship with your soul not only unlocks that potential in you, but you have a better understanding of your intuition. So now that we've established the difference between our mind and our soul, how do we connect to our soul? 
being in nature is one of the best things you can do for your soul. Just getting out into nature, feeling the sun on your skin, seeing the bloom of flowers, seeing the trees change colors, anything like that. It's so easily overlooked. But I ask you to try this for a week and you'll see a huge improvement in the relationship you have with yourself, just being out there. Another thing that I always highly recommend is journaling. Now, journaling is a funny thing because at first thought, you kind of think when you're journaling that it's your mind doing most of the talking. But a lot of the times when you journal and you just get going, you kind of are surprised at what you're writing down. It's not really something that you're thinking about when you're writing it. You're just kind of sometimes getting into the groove of it. And before you know it, you've written two pages. And if you read it back to yourself, you're kind of like, huh, I, I feel like that. I didn't realize that that's how I was feeling. Now, if you're new to journaling and you don't really know where to start, I highly recommend picking up a guided journal. They sell them literally everywhere, even at Target. It takes kind of the guessing work out of journaling because I know that starting a new practice, you can be in your head about it. It's that ego again. It's kind of like, um, am I doing this right? Um, this is stupid. What if someone reads this? That's all ego. We're trying to get out of that mindset, right? So we have to maybe give ourselves a little bit more of a cushion and we want to set ourselves up for success. So getting a guided journal may be the way to go for you because it gives you prompts. It asks you questions and all you have to do is read the question, write your answer and you're golden. So starting with a guided journal, if you're wanting to kind of dip your foot into journaling and you haven't before, would be a great start for you. Another aspect of journaling would be starting with a gratitude journal. And this is a game changing, guys, in so many ways, um, more so than just connecting to your soul. This is a great manifestation tool. I can get into all of that in another podcast if you guys would like manifestation, but gratitude journals are a a great way to shift your mindset, be more connected in your gratitude. And this in turn makes you more connected to your soul. So a gratitude journal is very easy. All you do is every day you sit down and you can either write out an experience that you were grateful for that happened to you that day or something, I mean, something as simple as I'm grateful for waking up today. Something so simple. Just write down what you're grateful for, the day you're given, the family you have, the friends you have, the job you have, anything like that. Just write it down. And it may seem, I mean, journaling in itself may seem pretty pretty silly at first, especially if you're uncomfortable with uh, a practice like that. But the smallest thing in your gratitude journal means something. So write it down. Another way of being able to connect with your soul is through deep breathing and meditation. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of a backstory here. Meditation was really difficult for me. So I started trying to meditate uh, fairly young. I'd say I was maybe about 13 or so when I first heard about meditation. So um, during that time, I felt like I felt like it was that concept of trying to quiet your thoughts, to erase your mind, to have a blank canvas. And that is a common misconception when it comes to meditation, trying not to think about anything. Meditation is something that takes a lot of practice. Just 
just as anything else when you're trying to become more self-aware and when you're trying to unlock your highest self, it takes practice because you're unlearning that concept of your ego because you're unlocking that other side of you. Because up until the point where you decide to become self-aware, you're very ego-based. So turning your attention inward, more so towards your soul, takes practice. We're human. Our egos are part of us. But you have to turn your attention and your consciousness away from your judging ego. And you want to be able to look at your ego, reflect on it, observe it. So meditation is a great way to observe your mind. Don't be discouraged if you try to meditate and you have no fucking clue what you're doing. Start small. Start with one minute. Just one minute where you're sitting comfortably and you're just letting your mind do its thing. Like I said before, we have this preconceived notion that meditation means to clear your mind. No. Meditation is letting your mind do its thing and not getting lost in it. Once you realize that your mind has gone off into a tangent, reflect on that, observe it and be like, oh, I just thought that. I didn't know I felt like that. Bring it back. And that's where your deep breathing comes in. And that would be my biggest advice to you when it comes to trying to tackle meditation is to focus your attention back into the present. And to most easily do that is to breathe. Now, doing this and having this practice means that you'll be able to do it more easily when you're stressed or in a position where your ego takes over. Meditation sets you up to more easily be in tune with your soul when you're in a high stress situation. You're able to bring that attention back and focus so you don't get lost in your emotions. Now, if meditation is too far for you, if you aren't sure if you're ready to take that step, I can dial it back for you. Do things on your own, whether that be self-dates, I love going on a good self-date. I know that right now with the state of uh, the pandemic that we're in, going to dinner by yourself and going on an actual date like that is probably not what you want to do. But maybe you can tie it into my first tip, which would be walking in nature, just taking a hike by yourself, maybe drive up somewhere where you know it's secluded, where no one will be around you, and just kind of go on a hike, sit, look at what Mother Earth has given you. My last recommendation is to establish either a morning or nightly routine. Now, aside from all of the evidence that shows that having a daily routine is beneficial in all areas of your life, one of those areas is absolutely honoring your soul. Think about your morning routine. Think about if you have one. I'm going to start with a morning routine. Think about those days where you wake up late. You wake up, you look at the time, you were supposed to be up 30 minutes ago. Now you're rushing to take a shower, to eat breakfast, head out the door and make it to work on time. How does the rest of your day go? 
Now, the opposite of that being getting up maybe an hour earlier than you normally would, taking the time to sit and enjoy a cup of coffee or taking the time to sit and journal first thing in the morning, right? Just taking that extra hour to honor yourself, to wake up. Now, I will be the first to tell you that my morning routine could definitely use a spruce up. I love to sleep and it's something that I'm noticing as I get older that it is almost becoming a weakness of mine because I'm wasting so much time sleeping. I go to bed late, so I wake up late. On those days where I do wake up on time, I notice a complete difference in the way my day turns out and my overall attitude. When you take that extra time to carve out an hour for yourself, half an hour, okay? Let's say even half an hour for yourself. You're taking the time to be in tune with your soul when you wake up. When you get up in the morning and you're frazzled, you're not honoring your soul. That's all mind. That's anxiety. That's, oh my God, I got to get going. I'm going to be late. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You're not honoring that part of yourself that is enjoying a new day, that's waking up and ready to get out there. A nightly routine can do the same thing for you where you really get to, you know, take that extra time to maybe do a a luxurious skincare routine before bed or enjoy a hot cup of tea while reading your book before you go to bed. Something like that where you're able to disconnect from the normal world, technology included, and really just honoring that part of you. It's a very simple thing to do, yet a lot of us, including myself, neglected this area of our life. We don't have the time, we say. When am I going to make time to do that? You make time for the things that are important to you. I don't have to say that twice. You heard me. If there's something that you really want to take time to do, you will do it. And honoring our souls should be absolutely part of that. Connecting with your soul is extremely important because we all want to be the best versions of ourselves, right? We all want to be the best friend. We all want to be the best partner. And in order to do that, we have to show up for ourselves 100%. We have to be able to know who we are and have to be confident in ourselves and our abilities. How can you do that if you don't know your own soul? So even just starting very small, taking one of the things that we've talked about in this episode and applying that into your life is the best thing you can do for yourself. I promise you will see a difference and you'll never look back. In order for me to succeed, I feel that you need to succeed. So if there's anything that you would like me to get into a little bit more, or if you have a question that you'd like to ask me, uh, my email is always in the show notes and go ahead and let me know what you're thinking. Also, if you're not following me on Instagram, I invite you to do so at Mystic Revival Podcast. I post a lot of previews on my upcoming episodes, and I 
am starting to post some um, IGTV videos on there as well, kind of getting into a little synopsis of things as they come to me. I also am launching a new segment on Mystic, which is called Mystic Moments, and they're going to consist of um, segments that are about two to three minutes long, something short and sweet where I will be guiding you in some sort of deep breathing or meditation. And I'm really excited to get that out there for you guys as well. I appreciate your support more than anything in the entire world. It keeps me going and keeps me wanting to sit in front of this microphone and talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Mystic Revival, and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye. 